Hi, this is Emily Trotter, and you're listening to Bible Talk on Nothing But Fine Network. The Bible is a fascinating book. I hope you're ready to dig in, dive deeper, and learn something new today. Hello. <laughs> you guys, oh gosh, this is so loud. I apologize. Um, I've moved my board, um, and I forgot to check the settings before I hit play uh, or record. So anyway, but... Um, I, so I'm sitting in my office, I was getting ready to record, or I'm sorry, this is a studio, right? Um, I'm getting ready to record and I picked up my headphones. I don't know how I opened. I just freaked myself out because I was putting on my headphones and when I got on my headphones, there was laughter and I was like, what is happening? And I accidentally hit the laugh sound effect. (laughs) But uh, I was like, what is playing in there? I didn't even know that I had hit that button. So um, I freaked myself out a little bit. So anyway, enough about that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And I have to I have to make a, a um confession, I guess, or I have to yeah, it's not a confession, but I, I you know, there were some of you that wanted to do a book and a lot of you said random and that you trust me and I appreciate that. Um but we're gonna compromise, I think, and we're gonna do a book, but we're gonna do the Psalms. So it's not uh, you know, it's not <sighs> It's not so much, it's a book, but it's not like it's all super connected. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? Uh, and this is why you come to me. <laughs> this is why you tune in. <laughs> oh, because I'm like, oh, does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Um, anyway, so, and, and I did this, I started this a little bit ago, Um well, in, in 2019, I started doing it, and I, and I mentioned that before, um, my Passion Translation, where I just kind of read through, I wanted to read through the Psalms, and I know I've talked about it before, and so I, I was reading back through my notes, and so I, you know, some of the Psalms are just so, well, they're all beautiful, they're all poetry, essentially, and, you know, a lot of them written by David, not all of them, and um, the Passion Translation certainly takes some liberties, but... um Still good. They're still good. Um, so anyway, so today I wanted to talk about a psalm. And the psalm that we'll be reading is from um, Psalm 27. And so for Christmas, my mom got me the Chronological Study Bible. And um, it's by Thomas Nelson. And this is the New King James Version. And and I really was, um, I know I'm a nerd. Um, this is very geeky, but I was so excited because I was, you know, we had just started, I mean, we had just finished talking about David, um, what, in November, beginning of December. We had just finished talking about him, and I was like, gosh, I needed this, Mama. I needed this um, a few months ago so I could have done some things because I wanted to, What? and I think I mentioned this then, that I wanted to do these Psalms and be able to tell you which ones, as we were talking about him and the events in his life, that which Psalms kind of matched up with each event. And so I was so excited to see this chronological study Bible and that it puts the Psalms, <clears throat> excuse me, it puts the Psalms where where they need to be. And of course, the first one that we're starting out with, when I got to it, I couldn't find it because it's really confusing because obviously the chronological Bible is not in the order that we are familiar with. Um, it kind of goes by, of course, dates. And so when I got in, so when I got into this Bible, I was like, I don't even know how to find Psalm 27. And so I, I went through several things and it was not where I thought it was. So I finally found in the very back of the Bible, 
which is not where I looked first, obviously. It has a list of where the scriptures are. So you can say, oh, okay, well, I'm looking for Psalm 7, so here it is, okay? Um, or Psalm 27, so it gave me the pages. And the funny thing is about this um, psalm is there's a whole group of them. So this is this is what we're going to look at. Um, this is going to be some of what we study and part of what we're going to look at. So it says in this in this Bible, it says, you know, David's hymns of praise were associated with the time when David rejoiced before the Ark of the Covenant. Remember, we talked about that. That was when he was, you know, dancing around and Michael, you know, y'all know that whole saga, right? So, um, so it, in, in the other major category of Psalms is laments in which the singer complains to God and asks for help related to the lament is the song of trust in which the singer expresses faith in God's ability to deliver. And several of the Psalms associated with specific points in David life are laments or songs of trust. For example, Psalm 57 and 142 reflect David's days of hiding in caves from Saul, while Psalm 3 and 7 reflect his flight from Jerusalem. And so all of them are laments. So the arrangement of Psalms in this Bible, um, well, no, in the Bible in general, um, shows movement from lament to praise. And and if we leave if we read David's laments according to the five books of the Psalms, we see the concentration of laments in books 1 and 2. So the laments are in book 1, which is Psalm 1 through 41, and in those 41 books there are 22 um, laments that are with David. So they put this here in kind of at the end of David's life is where, where they're putting these other groupings where they're, they don't know where exactly they, they belong and fall in his timeline. So, um, we're going to start reading with, with Psalm 27. Um, this is, is a lament. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read this new King James version. Um, and then it's very, very similar to the NIV, which, you know, is my where I go. That's where I usually start from. But this had a really good um, note in it. So I'm just going to go ahead and read from here. And I'm also going to read to you um, one something. Verse four, Psalm 27, verse four. I wrote down the. um the translation from the Passion Translation. And so I'm going to do that at the end, though, because it really shifts the focus. It really made me think of something else instead of what is written in the other, instead of the words used in the other translations. So we're going to finish up with that. So without further ado, here is Psalm 27. And I'm going to read it because I got to my thinking to myself, I was like, you know what, should I read this out loud? And I decided that, yes, I was going to go ahead and read it to you because I think I'm a fantastic you know, reader and storyteller. <laughs> um, but I also thought, you know, if someone's driving down the road and they don't have their Bible with them, this is a way that they can, um, that they can hear what I'm saying and um, be, be there without having to, you know, have it with them. So, um, so here we go. Psalm 27, a Psalm of David. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. 
For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord. And lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and such as bre- and such as breathe out violence. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Wow. I mean, if you're having a rough day, I hope that that just kind of picked you up a little bit. I hope that that really um, just kind of put you over the hump and maybe made you look up and, and happy for a second. Or well, for the rest of the day, actually, not for just a second. Right? So... David clearly is, this is one of those laments. These are one of those times we, you can, you know what, you know what he's saying. Um, He's lamenting. He's, he's clearly having to talk himself up saying, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Are these reminders? Probably. I would say, I would say so, because when we're in those times where, where we're afraid, where we're, we're struggling, when we're, when we're anxious about what's going on, those are the times where we say, okay, listen, here's, I've got the Lord. My papa used to sing a song, um, I've got the Lord and that's enough. Um, See, all are y'all getting all kinds of songs running through your mind as you read these? I mean, I've got so many songs going in. And so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a playlist. I don't know how that happened. I mean, I know how to make a playlist. I don't know how to share it with you, but I'm sure um, Amy number one does. And if you've not, if you don't know who Amy number one is, um, we refer to her often on Coffee Talk. Um, she is um, responsible for all of our social media and she's about to be in studio and um, help Helen and I during Coffee Talk and just kind of. I don't know. She might be the voice of reason for us. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that's going to work out. But um, Amy number one is going to get this playlist out so you can have that too. So um, I'm going to set that up because my papa was like, that's enough. That's enough. He saved me and da, 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 and I can't remember all the words, but it's that kind of tune. So um, my NIV Bible says at the beginning is the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? So the New King James says the Lord is the strength of my life. Um, the, uh, the, the NIV says he's the stronghold. Right? Um, they both say that they're, you know, that their enemies are attacking. Um, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. That, I mean, gosh, 
gosh. And the Lord tells him, David says, you know, you said to seek my face. You said, seek my face. And my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. And it's beautiful. One thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. So this this note that I came across that was so interesting is this nomadic culture. Um, so it says one of the most sacred laws related to the laws of hospitality is the law of the tent. Have you ever heard of that? I had never heard of this till I read it. Um, Preparing for this, according to to this custom, a host is bound to protect any guest who enters his dwelling. The host's personal honor is turned to shame if it is unable to secure his guests from harm, even under extreme circumstances. The psalmist finds similar protection in God's pavilion. So those are the words. Remember, when we were talking about Paul, I was like, you know, they're just humans like he's just a human like us. He writes from his experience, and, and David is the same. He's just a human being. He's just a man that was after God's own heart. And so he took this in his language that he's writing in. He's like, look, I know that this this law of the tent, and I know that when someone comes into my area and I set them up in a tent in in my whatever it is, my property, my land, that I am going to, as a host, I am bound to protect them no matter what. No matter if, I mean, because look at David, he's he's got people coming after him because he's David. Because of who he is and what he does, right? He, 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 he was anointed and he was chosen by God, but he was chosen before, before there was no other king. I mean, Saul was on the throne when David was anointed and called to be the next king. So David came in with all this baggage when he would go to the Lord. He, he had all these things already coming against him. And so in David's language, he's like, if this is the law of the land and this is how it is, I assume that this will also be how it is with the Lord. And I know that when I set up camp with him, that his hospitality will protect me no matter what is going to happen, no matter who is coming against me. He is my strength, remember, from verse 2, from verse 1? Um, he's my strength. It's verse 1. The Lord is my strength, or in the NIV, the Lord is my stronghold. And what is a stronghold? What does that, what does that, what do you think of when you, when you read that word Stronghold. You know, you get, and I should have looked this up, but I didn't, uh, you get, you know, the stronghold is like somewhere that is, that place isn't going down, right? Like when, when that, the fortress, the stronghold, that's when you're being under attack. That is the most protected and safe place you can be, right? Nod your head. Yes. I keep waiting for someone to answer me. Um, so yes, that's what the stronghold is. But think of it this way too, is if you are climbing and reaching out and this may be wrong. So all you climbers, if there are any climbers out there, you, you need to write in and correct me, but I'm thinking of a strong, that a stronghold as well, 
will be a good place to latch onto that isn't going to give way. See, Mac Trotter watches a lot of um, American Ninja Warrior and also, um, uh, what's the name of that show? Ultimate Beastmaster. <laughs> and it's all these things where you're climbing and hanging and swinging and, and leaping. And I mean, very not very many of these activities are you on your feet in a stable environment, right? And there's a lot of things about, there's a lot of things that involve the climbing, and rock climbers do really well in these events. They have a lot of upper body strength, right? Because they do all that climbing. Um, and their feet are there to help them, you know, balance and to help them kind of cling to the rock. Oh, y'all see where I'm going with this? You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Uh, when they cling to the rock. But if you, the whole goal is to find somewhere, no matter how small it is, that is strong, that will support your weight that you can get enough of a hold of that you'll be able to move up and keep going. So when we think about the Lord being a stronghold, yes, it's a fortress. It's impenetrable. It's not going down. The stronghold is the place to be, but let's take it a little bit further And think about even if you could just like the woman in the New Testament, the woman that 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 had been had been sick, that that had a problem with blood. That had been bleeding for like 12 years. And all she did was was reach out. She was like, if I could just get the hem. Of his garment, I know I will be healed. So look at that stronghold. If you can just get just the him, just the very bot, just the littlest amount you can get, the power in that. I mean, the stronghold is so strong that that's all you need is just one little touch. And God is such that he knows. Jesus turned around and looked at the woman and was like, who touched me? He looked back at the crowd and was like, someone touched me. I felt the power leave my body. Who was it? And the other disciples were like, "Um, Jesus, this is a a pretty big crowd. I mean, there's no way to know who exactly touched you. I mean, everyone's trying to touch you. Um, And he was like, nope, nope, nope. Somebody had a need and they, I know that somebody has received healing in this moment. I want to know who it is. And the woman came forward and she's like, it was me. And sure enough, she was healed right there. So no matter where you are on the, on the rock wall, no matter where you are, whether you're lamenting or praising or no matter what it is, David knew that just by calling on the name of the Lord was going to bring some comfort just by seeking his face and just thinking of, man, remember how I, I, you know, I felt so good right there. I I felt really good, you know, with the Ark of the Covenant. And I mean, I've had so many triumphs. I mean, the Lord has been with me. He's protected me. 
And if all of this goodness and I can feel that here on earth, then what is it going to be like in heaven where he is? Oh my gosh, his tabernacle is got to be the best place ever. And it's the secret place. He's going to hide me in that place. He's going to protect my tent. And he says, and now my head shall be lifted up. It's going to be lifted up. Another thing that jumped out at me was, um, hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Verse 7. Hear, O Lord, when I cry. Not hear, O Lord, if I get upset. No if, but when I do. I know there are going to be times. So when I lift up my voice, when I cry to you, have mercy upon me and answer me. And teach me your way. Verse 13 says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I would have lost heart if I hadn't believed. I would have lost heart if I hadn't have known that I could cry out to you, that I could seek refuge in your pavilion. I, I would have lost heart if I, if I hadn't known that you were my strength, that you were my stronghold, that who should I be afraid of? I would have lost heart. So wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. The thing that um, Psalm 27 verse 4 said in the Passion Translation, verse 4 says, I want to live my life so close to him that he takes pleasure in my every prayer. And I don't know why that, um, (laughs) I don't know why that's translated as such. Right. But that again is a seek my face. Lord, you said seek my face. And in my heart, I said, yes, I will. I will seek your face. And how do we do that? When I cry out to the Lord, what is that? That is prayer. That that's communication with the Lord. And it's a two-way street. When, when we communicate with him, we also have to wait and listen. We have to wait and listen. Because if you say, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart, how is a, what is the way that he's going to do that? Yes, I'm sure that a calmness can just, I mean, I've had that happen when I've just whispered the name of Jesus. When, you, when you're struggling and you just call in the name of the Lord, yes, there is a certain peace that comes without having any instructions or any words of encouragement. 
But when you take courage, when you are strengthened, when you are grabbing onto that stronghold and crying out, stay in that attitude and listen. Don't cry up and don't cry out and get up and leave. Stay in that attitude. So I hope this is going to encourage your day. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. I don't know what um, we might go into. um, Just go on on to Psalm 28. This is so good, too. But this is this is rejoicing and answered prayer. You see that? That's what's next. That's the next psalm that follows this one, this lament that he's got, and then a rejoicing and answered prayer. But we're going to wait and do that next week, okay? Um, Thank you so much for tuning in, for being here. Um, It really warms my heart. Um, I hope that you learned something. I hope that you tuck something away. I hope that this gives you something to remember. So when you have those days... You can have hope, have something to look forward to, have something that'll calm you, have something that will give you courage, have something that will strengthen you. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you next week. Remember, Jesus loves you.